0: Welcome to But Why Though, the podcast, a roundtable conversation about all things pop culture with guests from around the But Why Though writing community. I'm your host, Alex, joined this week by Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Charles. How's it going? This week, we're going to be talking all about filler episodes, just those, you know, little chunks of story that you not... Really sure where they're going or why they're there. Are they good? Are they necessary? Has the word lost all meaning? Uh, and we're gonna figure that out. But first, we're gonna do some filler of our own in the form of news. Um, and specifically, there was like, well, when we recorded this, there was a lot of D and D stuff that came out today. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So D and D Direct just had kind of like their you know yearly you know this is what we have coming soon. And this year it seems pretty more. A lot, a lot bigger and grander, especially when you look at things like you know the Legends of Vox Machina, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie mm-hmm. coming out, even you know Matthew Mercer, longtime DM of Critical Role, going over to Dimension 20. So you know D and D is definitely in the in in the pop culture ice right now, and I think that's super great. So um, yeah. we were excited to see what was going on with with the uh, D, uh, Dungeons and well, too many D's Dunge- Dungeons and, <laughs> and Dragons. And then, sorry dungeons and dragons and Direct. dragons um, and you,
0: you were saying this is an annual thing that they do because i was gonna ask what yeah, this was for
1: yeah I, I don't know if it's been i don't know if it's been an annual thing because i know that they've done in, in in the past but it's kind of like mm-hmm. a you know more of like a press release type of thing where okay they, hey this is what's coming out or you know this is the yeah. next set of things but this felt like much more like an event and it might be because so many things were in uh there's like a bunch of like Mm -hmm. tie-in stuff that they announced like with the movie so maybe they're trying to push the movie a little bit more yeah
0: i mean the movie alone i think gives them reason to just kind of pull out all the stops and announce a ton of stuff
1: yeah i mean they they did they did the uh the minecraft dungeons and dragons dlc i mean people have been doing different kinds of dlc and making their own mods and things like that to make Mm -hmm. it kind of like dungeons and dragons they also have like that other dungeons dlc but this is like a 10 hour long D &D featuring you know spells and stats and you know you can play a barbarian a rogue wizard or a paladin so it's like a 10 hour campaign that you get to do in minecraft which is okay so it's just like an action rpg yeah i would say action rpg with kind of like the and but i'm thinking it's probably going to be a lot like boulder's gate i'd imagine that kind of Mm -hmm. um over the top Kind of uh, you know, rolling chance to to do your moves yeah. and things like that. So, um, exciting to see. I've never been a big Minecraft person, but this would definitely get me into Minecraft. And hopefully, the, the reverse happens because this is what they're really trying to do. They're trying to bridge out the different mediums, get people interested, in, and bring them into D and D. Because even after like they did yeah. that, they did like a whole funny skit video on um, how to make your own D and D character and how easy it is on play D and D net or something like that so whatever it is yeah all the announcements are really just trying to bring people into to other things okay
0: i i think my big hope because this minecraft one sounds genuinely pretty cool as an idea i think my hope is that now that this toolkit has been made that there will be space for people to craft their own adventures the same way that we do with D D. um yeah, where you can like so. if you want to do the tedious work of like making a map in in minecraft and you know planting different buildings and structures and designing dungeons like that would be I think a killer way for a lot of people to play it I think it's not going to be for everyone like everyone who plays D&D wouldn't like playing it that way but I think for the people where that like clicks in their brain it's going to be big
1: yeah for sure uh, and then even thing you know and they're really again touching just different avenues so they even have a um, a secret layer so the magic of the gathering with the, with the actual characters from the movie as playing cards as well um i think the the biggest thing that i was most excited about is kind of in that same vein that you mentioned alex of how uh D is really you're able to kind of take take what they provide you to kind of make your own things. so mm-hmm. dnd beyond is doing a virtual tabletop kind of program like on a on an unreal engine so if you're ever familiar yeah. if you've ever done like online tabletop you might have done stuff to like roll 20 where you kind of have like a pixelated screen and you kind of move your things Mm -hmm. and you can make it look pretty, but this is more of like a 3d kind of mapped out version that they showed. And it looks looks cool. Super cool. It looks super cool. And I think this is definitely out of everything that they've shown. We'll probably get a lot more people into D and D when you have it like this close to what you're seeing in some RPGs and some MMORPGs. um, Yeah. For people.
0: I feel like this is, this is like a, new interpretation of what I've always wanted is as soon as someone makes viable AR glasses, if you could just buy a mat that like everyone who has, it can just watch the things move around the board. Cause that could remove a lot of the cost to entry with like miniatures and all that kind of stuff. Um, and make it easier to make those, those rulings on like, is my range actually good enough for this? And what constitutes a 30 foot sphere? And you know, yeah. all those weird yeah. questions that you get into, it's like, Oh, if there could be like some kind of like vi- like literal visual calculated for you, representation i feel like this is this is getting that direction um yeah and, and also like in a way that is going to be good for people because it it by putting it on a computer the remote play is significantly enabled
1: yeah because that's what i was thinking like you could make whole new games you know almost like mm-hmm. hey it's someone doing the tedious work of planning out a dungeon's guide for that game and you would basically just do a, a, a game and it would kind of be like a you know little indie yeah game on the like the unreal engine and i would imagine that would get a lot of people into to playing things too especially if you have one that would gain a lot of traction uh totally charles i know that you do a lot of you know of of the indie games for but why though if someone did something like that do you think that would be something that would get you into doing more tabletop rpgs uh more often
2: yeah i mean that would definitely be a um, uh... An interesting avenue to go down um whenever you can make it so that you know you don't have to worry about trying to coordinate people and location and all that sort of stuff it mm-hmm. certainly does make it a, make it an easier um uh thing to go for so it definitely would be a a curiosity if nothing else um yeah that's definitely it it, it does look yeah. very cool
0: It's anything to alleviate scheduling will always be a win in the D&D community, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, January 2022, my friends and I were, I was like, let's do a campaign this year. Uh, We didn't start it, I think, until like September. uh, And I don't think we've played since. So (laughs) when we're recording this, Nintendo finally gave us like uninterrupted gameplay footage of Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, Charles we talked off Mike a little bit about this and you were saying like it looks cool but it doesn't address all my concerns do you want to expand on that
2: yeah I mean as I, w- I know I'm I'm one of those people who like I played Breath of the Wild I had a lot of fun with it I don't think it was the revolutionary thing a lot of people said it was um but you know I hated the weapon breaking I felt that the world was largely empty and there wasn't a lot in the game that um uh, Really made me feel like those things had been addressed. Link has some new abilities, some neat stuff there for sure. Even though, like, there's there's also those classic signs of Nintendo being Nintendo. Like when they showcased how you can fuse items together, and they're like, you can build cars with it. Like the cars that we showed in an earlier trailer, Mm -hmm. that was built. You can't find that car. It's like, oh, so if I want a vehicle, I have to go through the motions of doing this. I can't fast travel somewhere and rent a car from someone i have to craft yeah which is like and and like watching that it's like that looks neat since you're in this spot where clearly everything's been laid out for you to do this right now but Mm -hmm. is it always going to be that convenient is it going to be a hassle
0: are you gonna are you gonna run all over hyrule looking for that fourth tire trying to get enough to build a car
2: exactly you know it's just like uh i just like i don't know and it did nothing to say anything about, you know, like, are there actually going to be dungeons in this one? Are we just going to be going with the shrines again? Or is it like, yeah, I suspect, I, I think the dungeons is my big concern. I think that, I think there might be some just cause, um, when, when they were showing the ascendability and they made it a point to say that there are some restrictions to it. I'm hoping that's because oh, there's that going to be dungeons. Sense. So you can't just, Whoa, I'm going up to the top now, but mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think the the thing that I liked too is they seem to be embracing a lot of the absurdity and chaos of what people did with that game. Uh, I mean, when I first saw people building like sky rafts, or when people figured out the the stasis rock glitch for travel, or not even a glitch, just using stasis on a rock to travel and just like beating the hell out of it, hopping on it and just getting launched. And it was like, okay, you saw that people were breaking your game in really funny ways and then you just sort of made that the next game um but whether or not that's enough to warrant you know a full game whether or not it's fun and carries it who's to say you know we have to wait until that comes out
2: yeah for sure
0: because yeah i think a lot of what i mean i loved breath of the wild i had a great time with it and much like you said i think part of it of why people had such a positive impression is i don't know the last time that people threw a hundred hours into a zelda game well i mean most and so like
2: well, I was just, I mean, I mean, most, I think that's the first one that was really designed to be played that way, even like most of them. Oh, aren't.
0: exactly. You can like take your time with Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess and it's like 30, 40 hours. But yeah, a lot of them are like 2 to 20, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Adrian, did you watch the Zelda thing? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, yeah. It looks fun um but i think i think it's just gonna get when you make things that open and you think you say oh you can do this with this people are gonna find the like the meta way to do the game and and i'm worried that it won't be because that stuff like flying across the map funnily versus some of the stuff it looks like you can do with some of these combos uh -hmm. you know i I worry about what people will do and and if you're able to, like, do this combo and this is the best combo, then, like, people who aren't doing that, are they, like, not getting the same game experience and things? That makes oh, yeah. Sense? If it's, like, you know? this is
0: the best sword to make, this yeah. is the best arrow to use. Yeah. yeah but it's if like you
1: don't do that, are you able to have the same kind of fun experience? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And I don't know if I like that in my Zelda game. I think just give me yeah. what, you know, let me achieve the, the sword or let me achieve the big upgrade and then, like, let me use the skills of mm-hmm. the game to, to make things work.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good point, too, about is it the same experience? Because if somebody is really bad at finding, like, those little collectibles to modify your arrows, are you going to have the same experience as somebody who's stacked with, you know, 100 ice arrows and, you know, a bunch of those, uh, like, powder mushrooms that give you stealth and all that stuff? Like, you could have a very different experience. Yeah. Although, knowing the community, maybe that's going to be, like, the the challenges people give themselves of like doing a no mushroom run Mm, where it's like, can I beat the game without that one tool? Um, A no fusing run, honestly, although since that seems like a core mechanic, that would be hell.
1: (laughs) Someone will do it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, But yeah, so moving on from that, we are here to talk about filler and Adrian, this was your pitch. So could you tell us just like 30 seconds, why this occurred to you as a thing to discuss? Like, what were you seeing in the pop culture, you know, world that made you think of this.
1: Yeah, so I think um, even going back to the Disney MCU shows and some of the episodes that were going on, um, people saying that they were like filler episodes or like they didn't, they weren't like important or they didn't like them, and they they were kind of getting labeled as filler episodes um, when kind of plot wasn't happening right away. But we've definitely mm-hmm. seen this really traveling over to to star Wars and to the last of us and to really any kind of big show that's out right now. If it's not an immediate plot, it's labeled as filler or like mm-hmm. less than, than the other episodes. And I think that we just kind of really lost what a filler episode is. And
0: I, I think with last of us and Mandalorian is where I've been seeing it a lot. Yeah,
1: definitely uh, more, more. And that was, those are the two that really kind of whether it It's Pedro Pascal and both things. And maybe that's why I'm just like, st- <laughs> stop labeling his stuff yeah. incorrectly. Um, but yeah, th- there was like two episodes back to back where they both got labeled as filler, like in the same week, but they were also both fantastic episodes, but it was just not used in the same ways back then as it is now. And I think that's kind of like my issue.
0: Oh yeah. That's, and let, yeah, let's get into that. So like a, a definition of what a filler is like, what, or the, like a true definition, you know, not how people are using it now is just like something that doesn't really move the plot and something that's just sort of there. Is is that like too simplistic?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think if you Google the term, I mean, I, I found a definition on you know, TV trope dot org. Um, I'm, I'm sure you can go anywhere and find it, but they're all they're all kind of just based around, you know, episodes that are entries and generally can uh basically things like you said that like, don't move the pot forward but don't have like a significant relation to like what's going on in the kind of overarching main plot of the show so kind of like that side quest you might do in zelda when you're trying to like build up other other aspects to get then get back to the mm-hmm. main point a, um
2: yeah i mean basically i mean like i mean like philo to me has always been you know like like if if you want to go back to the day when you know like if you didn't catch a show on when it aired at on friday you'll never see it if you don't mm-hmm. notice then it was a filler episode if it's one of those yeah. episodes, that's a good metric. You just missed it you know yeah. but like oh yeah you never you'd never know the difference you know
1: yeah and then and then I, I I always knew the term and it's probably me you know, lots of people maybe lots of listeners are familiar with filler just being from anime. And it being the episodes that weren't in the manga that they kind of just used to, you mm-hmm. know, fill space and fill time. The, they,
0: literally it was meant yeah, as filler yeah. while they waited for the manga to catch up. Exactly.
1: It. And then you have examples of that in plenty of other shows, but I think that's yeah. where it was like more commonly used. And filler episodes typically have like a negative connotation in anime communities, probably more more yeah. than any other show that you have that has filler episodes. So I think that's mm-hmm. really kind of like latched on to some of these episodes that people aren't liking in these other shows. And that's where we're like labeling these things mm-hmm. instead of Which just it, saying, is, Hey, I don't like that episode.
0: It's interesting that it has a negative. Cause I, I get where the negative connotation comes from, but it's interesting to me that it has that because I feel like filler episodes often can just be a palate cleanser or a reset or just a nice break from what's been going on. Now they have to be placed right. If they cut from the middle of the cell saga, to go talk about like i don't know bulma's newest invention that would be bad pacing like that would yeah. be horrible um but if you do it at the right spot it can actually be like really fun and it can and to me it can add to things it can be world building character relationship whatever um it can also provide absolutely nothing i maybe this isn't fair it's going to get some people riled up are beach episodes just like peak filler <laughs>
1: I mean, you have a lot of them. I think the beach episode that I was going to talk about is the one in uh, Avatar the Last Airbender where they're on the uh, Ember That's what island. I was
0: thinking. Of. Yeah,
1: where they're just on the eye. But think about like that episode, you know, the, the the humanizing that happens in that episode. I don't think Moments Later like the finale I don't think is as good if you don't have those little moments to like build up to that and mm-hmm. um that's why I just wish that we would just kind of get away from that negative connotation that filler has, especially um on terrible places like Twitter that just label everything as filler when it's bad instead of what it, what it should be.
0: Mm -hmm. I think my, my go-to example of filler is actually, it's not beach episodes though. That is high up there. It's, (laughs) and I see, I see this in our notes that one of you added it. It's Goku learning to drive.
1: It's the, it's the best. It's the best man. It's, it's great. It's has nothing to do with the main plot. And, you know, in the overarching, it's not going to... Does it ever come up again? No, no one talks about it. No one talks about it. But, you know, it's experiences that they did, they they had. So, you know, that they had those experiences. And, you know, I think it's super cool that Goku and Piccolo tried to go get their driver's license together and put on new outfits that we've never seen them in. And were like just people for, for, you know, less than 20 minutes of an anime episode.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting example because like you said, it has nothing to do with anything, but I don't know a single dragon ball fan who doesn't love that episode. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that, I think that like filler as a concept, I feel like a lot of the negative connotation just comes from back, you know, back, you go back like 20 or so years ago when you're like every TV show had to be 26 episodes long. And there were those episodes mm. where you could just tell, like, yeah, they just needed to get one more episode. So they threw something at a wall and it can be garbage. But um, at yeah. the same time, like uh, filler episodes, even if they don't greatly impact a narrative or even if nothing major happens to characters, can still be phenomenal. I mean, I, the the single best TV show, I mean, my favorite TV show of all time, you could argue is half, half of the season is filler and that's Cowboy Bebop. Like, half of those episodes don't actually impact the characters, don't impact the larger narrative with Spike, but, you know, that's Toys in the Attic, that's, you know, like, some of the most entertaining television ever made, in my opinion. And, like, that's just, and that's an example of just, like, you know, it just, it has all those little beats, those little moments, the characters become more endearing, even if no important information is made of them. Like, when we were doing watch parties back during the pandemic, we did a Cowboy Bebop, and we just hit the big core episodes. And by the end of it, nobody felt like they didn't understand what was going on because they missed those ones, but they're still really great. And I think that that's the thing. It's kind of like when people used to, like, when All the Rage was discussing um, sequels, are they inherently inferior movies? It's like, well, Mm -hmm. sometimes they are, but they can be really good. And the same is true for for filler. Like, it can just be disposable, or it can be world-building and awesome.
0: Yeah, there's good filler and bad filler. Absolutely. Like, there's been filler that I've seen, and I think I hadn't thought about it in terms of episode quotas, but I think those are the bad ones usually, where it's like, you just did this because you needed to make an episode, and we now are probably seeing less of that because, you know, people are doing six episodes, nine episodes, 10, 13, 22. Like it's all over the map how many episodes are getting ordered for things. And so I think you get people writing more intentional stories. I think the downside of that is that we maybe get no filler at all with some things. Uh, Although Last of Us, I guess, proved us wrong where we got two episodes that people felt were filler. I disagree strongly, but um, it it was two episodes that were basically 95% flashback, I think. Um, And so, yeah, like, we're still getting people taking risks in their storytelling, but, like, I think we're going to see maybe less of it moving forward.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, with shows like that, I would imagine as well with, like, you know, like if the, the more budget you have, the more stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. Like, you don't want to spend, if you're spending a million dollars an episode, you don't want three episodes that are just, ah, oh, you don't need to see them, like...
0: Yeah, where it's just like this episode, Joel tries to get the bumper cars running at a carnival. They found it's like I'm not watching that. (laughs) I'm not funding that. Like that's actually, I would watch that episode. I can't imagine HBO would ever fund that episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I'm curious for you, Alex, as a big Simpsons fan, uh, with all of the episodes in Simpsons, do you ever feel like some of those episodes are filler, or how does that how does that affect your perspective on something that's been so long lasting? (laughs)
0: The Simpsons almost has the opposite, where every episode is filler, <laughs> and then it's, say, it's weird. I was going to
2: say, with no true narrative connects, in that in that show, I, it's <laughs> kind of either all filler or none of it's filler.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, like, who shot Mr. Burns? It was like, I, as a kid, I remember being like, wait, this episode is going to continue into the next episode? Because that's really rare for them to do. But, um, yeah, I think with shows like that, it is it is a weird thing, where... It's episodic, and you're you know you're taught to evaluate the stories as isolated little chunks, but because there's such a soft big narrative to it, it doesn't I think hit yeah. you as hard, and maybe that's the trick is that because like there there are story arcs in The Simpsons, there are things that come and go, but it's all very soft, very yeah. um very fluid, and so as a result, it doesn't hit you as much, but then with something like the last of us, as soon as there's an episode that you as a viewer feel like well, this isn't serving the plot. It kind of takes you out of it because suddenly you're like, why are we looking at this other thing? Um, and again, I disagree. I thought those two episodes were fine, but that's just like kind of the go-to in my head of, of recent examples.
1: Yeah. And I, and I only bring it up just because when I was looking through like examples of some people's examples of like what filler episodes are, um, someone had said uh, the, the episode of family guy where Stewie and Brian are stuck in the bank and it's just them two for the entire episode. Oh. Um, and people were labeling that as a filler episode. Uh, I,
0: I don't because know. Because it was totally sitcoms, detached
1: away. And I was like, I don't know if I really. No, it's a
0: bottle episode. Yeah, I
1: don't know if I really see it too much there. Um, and I, I think on top
0: of that, there is also something weird of um, labeling something filler on a show where largely every episode ends back at zero. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because maybe
0: that's, that's another thing for filler is, you know, like we talked about if you missed it, did it affect anything? No, it's filler. Um, if you get to the end and everything is back where it started, it's filler, you know, like there's, um yeah I guess a Simpsons example of that would be um, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song, I think is the episode. Um, and it's one where they reveal that Skinner is not actually Skinner and stole his identity. And at the end of it, everyone just agrees that like we didn't like the real Seymour Skinner, so our Skinner is the real Skinner. Yeah. And it's like never brought up again.
2: Once. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like and and there's even and, and even like after that they'll do stories where like his mom will talk about how she did this thing with him when he was a baby and it's like Yeah. But it's not him, right? I guess what it is. Right, yeah. like we're all
0: yeah we're like is it him is it not him i don't know i know matt graney also
2: said that's one of his least favorite episodes so maybe they've just decided that we 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 didn't do that yeah
0: (laughs) it it doesn't even matter at this point but yeah like that's the only i think example of a simpsons like filler episode where it's like they tried to have stakes and then at the end of it they were like never mind there were no stakes (laughs) we're at zero yeah um, and Family Guy, I think, is, does that. I mean, like, the what is it? It's like a season three episode where they go to the south and witness protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the show just ends with them coming back to their house and, like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, fun idea. But, like, yeah, you end at zero, and I don't think you can call that filler. I feel like filler is maybe very specific to things that have large narratives. It has narratives.
2: to have a narrative. I mean, just, yeah. just like, another great example of that would be, like, you know, in that case, then, like, what, most of the Star Trek series at least up through Voyager yeah. are all f- are all filler. I mean, cause mm-hmm. there's no overarching narrative. Doctor who would be another one, I suppose. Like so, so, some of those seasons don't have a larger yeah, narrative. I, I
1: think my argument is that, is that lower decks is uh, like lower deck episodes is another kind of sort of filler where you don't hang out with like the main cast at all. And then you go do something else. So I think that's if, if you were watching a family guy episode and they went to go hang out with, uh, I don't know, Cleveland. quagmire for the entire episode, and you didn't see anyone from Family Guy. I think that could be easily labeled like a filler for the fact that you went to go watch Family Guy and it was a different person.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, that's actually, that's again, I mean, we're just kind of building criteria. <laughs> when, yeah. yeah, when you shift away from the main cast for like the whole
1: episode. Yeah, and then no, no uh, plot is advanced. And this is where I'm going to asterisk. If, yes. if you're being, if you're going to say, oh, well, book a Boba Fett, the episodes of Mando or Filler because they weren't there or because they, you know, that situation, my argument is that those episodes built the larger narrative for him to come back. And for, like there, there are things that are happening in those episodes that are more than just going off to go play an adventure on the other side of the galaxy. There are things that are happening in these episodes. Same with the flashbacks for... Um, The Last of Us, those characters don't meet those other characters, right? But we know and we understand, you know, connectively Joel's character more because of that situation. And I think that's the difference between not focusing on, like, the Mm -hmm. main cast versus, you know, doing a random episode with characters who don't matter.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to say this and tell me how this hits you. I feel like you can never know if something was a filler episode in a, in a show with story and arc
1: until it's done until it's over. That's yes. Yes. I've been thinking about that so much. I'm so glad you said that. I, yeah, I, ha- I hardly agree.
0: You, and until you know where that puzzle piece goes, you can't say that you didn't need it. Yeah. Um. Whether it's character building, world building for all, you know, a plot point is going to come back in a really big way. Yeah. Um. And it, so yeah, to just reflexively say, I don't see how that added anything. It's filler. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And in three episodes when they like set off that, that bomb that they planted back then. Like, yeah.
1: It, it's chapters, it's chapters in a story. Right. And I don't think like, we don't, we don't, you don't go to the movies and do that same kind of, you don't act the same kind of way when you go and watch the movie. Right. You don't, uh, mm-hmm. you know, why did he say that one thing and then get mad and leave the movie or, or you know, you wait to mm-hmm. see until the thing is finished And then it makes more sense. But this reactive thing of like episode three, that was filler. That was filler. That was a filler episode three. How, 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 how does that, how is that even possible?
2: I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, and also, I mean, like, depending upon like the situation um, and the story you're telling, like there are times when like it can be important to showcase characters when they're not dealing with something that's directly important to them. Like I like I've always said like uh, going back to the Cowboy Bebop example, like one of the biggest things to take away from the "quote unquote filler episodes of that series is that you're seeing how Spike is When he's not dealing with something Mm -hmm. that is the meaning of his existence. When it's just, oh, I ran into this random person and now I'm going to swipe a hot dog from them because I'm hungry and I don't really care. And you see him behaving in a different way in a different space. But there are times when like a big reveal happens and you need to take 15 minutes or so and just let it sit. You can't just go on to the yeah. next next moment instantly because then it undercuts what happened, and you need to let things breathe sometimes. Sometimes for an entire episode of a TV show, something huge happens yeah. in Game of Thrones, and then the next episode, everyone's just reacting to it and processing it and stuff. So
0: mm-hmm. I say, otherwise, you get an exhausting experience to watch when it's just boom, 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 and yeah. you're like. Well, I don't have time to process any of this mentally or emotionally because I'm just being bombarded with story.
1: Yeah, because you don't do that in real life, right? We we're, we don't go go. We don't work every single hour of every day. Sometimes we mm-hmm. take a little bit of filler time and we talk about stuff about pop culture on a podcast for an hour. Yeah. You know, that's not it just, is this advancing my life is like the, is my narrative, you know, my lifelong narrative any different now after this hour? No, not. Largely, no, not, not, but this is a filler episode of your life. It's a filler episode of my life. But do I get to talk to Charles? Do I get to talk to Alex and be on a podcast with Alex after not being on one for a very long time? Does this just bring mm-hmm. joy to my life? It certainly does. And I think that's what a lot of great filler episodes can do. Um, and they're not just inherently bad just because they're filler or not inherently like not useful or not worthy of being talked about.
0: Yeah. I, I think when you suggested this topic, Kind of where my head went was like, isn't it just world building or or couldn't it be world building? You know, like it's I feel like the two things that filler is, is either it's a waste of time or it is world building. And sometimes it just is a waste of time. And it's not like, well, you have a bad perspective, but sometimes it is just you have a bad perspective and you're not taking the time to appreciate what this is teaching us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Charles's example with Spike is super, super because because we only do get the yeah. kind of suave badass cowboy and you know sometimes we don't get those moments to just kind of see the mm-hmm. characters of they, how they would be if we didn't put them on this kind of crazy pedestal yeah. in our head
0: and then later on he does something and you're like that's out of character and then you remember no he's the kind of guy who would steal a hot dog yeah. maybe it is in character <laughs> do you guys have any examples that jump out to you where it's like that was actually just good world building
1: i think of it kind of like more of arcs in in kind of in anime outside of like the last of his Mm. examples because those are obviously clear examples of of what you're asking um but i think about things like the the internships arc in my hero uh technically filler in in terms of of you know what you would classify filler for an anime but still Mm -hmm. gives you those things that we've been talking about that you want to see with your with your characters uh the zanpakuto rebellion arc in bleach again something that's not super necessary it's not like world world breaking, but it gives you a better mm-hmm. appreciation for Zanpakuto and the things that kind of go into those relationships that those people have with their weapons that they use to, they use every day, so I think that those are just examples of things that, I, w- I, I kind of see it as like, you know just that like little extra topping on a Sunday right, like ice cream, yeah. with all the stuff, always going to be good, no matter what but if you just have that mm-hmm. cherry, just that little bit of uh, backstory, that little bit of world building, yeah. it makes the thing better and why wouldn't you want it to be better?
0: Going back to the beach episode of Avatar that you mentioned, because that that takes place in the Fire Nation, right?
1: Yeah, it's in the Fire Nation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like, it's large. It's a filler episode for like. I'm not gonna argue that, but also, to me, fascinating world building to be like, hey, this like war nation that just is destroying other cultures. Here's what leisure looks like there. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, oh, the idea that they, like, take it easy sometimes is maybe a little bit uncomfortable. And, like, getting that look into that of, like, they have fun and they they enjoy a good life, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think even for things like, I'm not sure if you both have seen Breaking Bad, but the Fly episode yes. of Breaking Bad that always, Such a good episode. always gets talked about. And uh, look, looking into it again, it seems kind of polarizing. You know, like Some people really hate the episode, but I think it really just shows, like, how absolutely dedicated this dude is to getting this job done. And there's there's just so much things that go into it that, you know, again, the plot doesn't advance very much, but you get a different look at Walter White that you had, than you wouldn't have had if you didn't have that episode be the way it was.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a very good example of a perspective one where a lot of people will say it's metaphorical. It shows, you know, all of this stuff about how he thinks about the business, how he operates, like what motivates him, how driven he is. And then there are other people who are like, that's fine, but you could have done that in 10 minutes instead of 40. Um, you know, that this could have been a subplot to an episode. This could have been the B plot or the C plot even. And we could have got more story. Um, so, yeah, I think that one's very much like, well, how are you looking at it?
1: Yeah, Perspective, perspective, perspective.
0: And then for, I guess, kind of the last question. Here and I think maybe the most obvious one is, has this term just been kind of like used to the point of meaninglessness?
1: It feels like meaninglessness. It it, it definitely definitely does. Unless, um, I'd really be interested to see to hear what like younger generations who are watching TV and are coming up with their animes not being you know two hundred and ninety seven episodes where thirty percent of it is filler, you know, labeled as filler. Um, mm-hmm. what well, their perspective are, are on episodes like the ones that we've been kind of mentioning throughout. Um, because I think that'll really tell you whatever it's just been memed or people on the internet just aren't having the right perspective on the things that they're watching. So it's hard to, it's hard to tell. It feels right now that it's like super meme, but I'm just hopeful that we'll kind of turn the corner on it a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, um until I saw some people posting talking about that whole discourse around Last of Us like I kind of with how much shorter um TV seasons had gotten with how much more compact things are. I kind of figured that like by and large in my experience filler had kind of gone the way of the dodo. Um so I didn't mm-hmm. really think about it too much cuz it's cuz it's just yeah, I mean everything's just so much shorter and With me watching so many animes, which lately have been one season things anyways, they don't have time to just leisure around for three episodes. But yeah, I mean, it definitely I mean, from the way it sounds like there are some people who are definitely misusing it. Now, granted, I mean, with social media, there's always the question of, is it just the loud minority that's flinging words around they don't understand or is it a general thing? It's always so tough to tell.
0: Yeah. And also is it maybe a criticism that's being levied more now that we're in this era of prestige television, you know, where people are like, this is my show. It's big. It's important. Every episode costs $10 million and runs for an hour and five minutes. Um, Like I know, did you guys watch for all mankind?
2: I had not, I've heard of it. I did not.
0: Okay. So it's a, it's a alternate history, sci-fi show on Apple TV basic premise is russia beats the u.s to the moon and as a result the space race never ends Um, and in season two there's a whole subplot about um one of the astronauts uh his wife cheating on him and he doesn't know about it it just follows her and i remember going on the subreddit and looking at posts around that season like from back when it aired and everyone's like this story is useless this means nothing um I fast forward through the parts that have her in it, yada, yada, yada. And then that affair is like, kind of defines season three. And it's like, oh, we all kind of like, you all look kind of dumb now. (laughs) You all kind of put your foot in your mouth. It's like you
1: got to wait, you got to wait for, right? Like,
0: like maybe trust that the story is showing you what's important. Um, And I, I think that's why maybe with prestige television, the filler thing gets a little more irksome is because the writers are taking it seriously. And I feel like in prestige TV is where you're almost definitely not getting filler. Even if it feels like it, you are getting world building or future plot development or something. Um, and yeah, it's just, I would say I'm, yeah, like we're all pretty in the camp of, it sounds like it's getting abused at this point as an accusation. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Well, I mean, and also, I mean, to that point as well, I think perhaps another thing that may also have people, Um, jumping to view something more as filler than uh, traditionally may also be the fact that because of the fact that there's also so much more TV now that people don't want to be spending time on a, oh, that was interesting. Was it it worth, because I've got four more shows in the queue that, you know, there's another Marvel show coming out next week that I got to get on top of. So, you know, could be another reason why the patience of how relevant is this to my time.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's a a really good point. Like, the the tolerance is lower.
2: Yeah, I mean, where it used to be like, hey, I've got one show I watch on Friday night all season until the spring. So, if it it Mm -hmm. kills a couple episodes, whatever, I didn't have to think about my life for that time. So, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're at the point as far as, like, inundation with shows where my wife and I have just kind of agreed we're not going to watch everything. Like sometimes our friends are going to tell us about a show and we're just not going to watch it because we literally don't have time. So when we're already in that era of television to then have a show, waste your time for an hour with something that you don't feel is important is a very frustrating feeling. Like I, I think ultimately I feel the term is being misused, but I do have some sympathy as to the psychology behind it. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. If you really,
1: really care about the show, you should Hope that the writers really, really care about you and your time to mm-hmm. give you an episode of thirty minutes, like last at this time of recording this, thirty minutes of uh, the ep- episode of Mandalorian packed in way more than we got in the hour that that followed it. But this would largely be considered as filler for some people, depending on you know who you're talking to. So I think if you just give the time to just really appreciate what they're giving you, then that hour that you're spending I think can be spent a little bit better if you just kind of shift that perspective to yeah, they're doing it to, for, for, for good. They're, they're doing it because they think it's a good story.
0: Agreed. Now, I did have one more thought, or more so just a, an object to present for your consideration. Dragon Ball Z Kai.
1: I think Dragon Ball Z Kai, this is killing me here. Uh, this is well, cause
0: I, the, the, isn't the whole point of Kai that it's yeah, Dragon to, Ball Z without the filler yes
1: yes but I wouldn't recommend someone watch Dragon Ball Z Kai if they wanted like I don't know people probably might to like I say this but like the authentic experience because then you're not going to get Goku and Piccolo driving in a car <laughs> you know you might have to sit through the Garlic Jr. Saga but then you'll know and you'll appreciate the episode that you like more because you gotta remember well it could have been the Garlic Jr. Saga that I'm watching right now but now I'm watching this other thing. I think you just have more appreciation if, if you get what they, what you got in, in, in you know, on a rewatch. Cool, Dragon Ball Z Kai all day. But I wouldn't recommend Dragon Ball Z Kai if someone wanted like what it was like to watch this show back in the day. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, because it's it's quite literally just the abridged version where they're like, we cut out the filler, we cut out the 20 minute power ups before somebody does something. Well, before we go, do you guys have any articles that you, I know Adrian, you covered the D&D thing on why though, but any articles you want to talk about and get people to go check out any media that you want to recommend?
2: Um, well, I mean, talking about, um, uh, shows that had some quote unquote filler. Um, they, uh, they just wrapped the first season of the Trigun Stampede anime, which uh, a, a, f- really great series i will say that do not go into it expecting a prettier version of what you watched the first time because it is very different but very very good i would highly recommend it and my full season review as well as episodic review is up on the site if people want to read that before checking it out
0: excellent yeah people should definitely check that out i i know nothing about trigon i haven't watched it do you would I need to watch the other oh, series first all. before not this at one?
2: All. Not at all.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um for, uh, for me, I'm reviewing uh the season of Mandalorian and at the time of recording this, in the in a few hours we'll be having the uh season finale of Bad Batch season two um i'll be at star wars celebration in london in about a week and a half so we'll have so soon yeah i know right tell me about it uh but so we'll have some coverage up on the on the website as well as the twitter page for kind of like all the kind of instant announcements as soon as i hear them so keep a lookout on that for for the twitter page and the website
0: all right very cool i just read uh the many deaths of layla star by Rom V, uh and that's a very good comic series highly recommend it um Five issues, super quick read, but absolutely, if you have not seen it, uh, not read it, go check it out. Um, beautiful color work, beautiful writing, um, just a really good, thoughtful examination of like death and life and how we value each other. Uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about that it.
2: That final issue surprised me how hard it hit me. I was like, this is good, this is good. Oh, oh yeah. God.
0: It Yeah, he goes hard. I, I got familiar with him from his Swamp Thing run, and that was a similar one where... Um the first couple of issues I was like all right this is good and then it just ramped up in such a powerful way that like made you really reconsider things uh and I loved it um great writer very happy to have found him in the world of comics
1: awesome why well, not check that out
0: That's all that we have for you guys this week but thank you so much for listening um if you like what we're doing please don't forget to drop us a like a subscribe or uh retweet or review like whatever positive social media engagement you want to give we will take it um and then be sure to check out the site check out the reviews the youtube channel the twitch join the discord i think all of us are on there in some capacity uh and if you want to support us you can check us out on patreon all right and then uh social media i'm on twitter at most always alex uh do you guys want to be found and if so where
2: uh you can find me on twitter at gatsu 083 yeah and uh you can find me
1: on twitter at super reese 93
0: All right. Now I've been your host, Alex, and we'll see you all next week.